All right, we're going to be heading towards the room dividers shortly, but we thought, hey, seeing that it's been a headline-making story since the press conference early on today, that we will have a quick chat with the Secretary-General and also the President of the Australian Football Players Union, who are here with me in studio. And obviously, as you know, that for years now, the Premier Soccer League as well as SAFPU have been at each other's throats when it comes to official recognition of the union. But the two parties finally signed a collective bargaining agreement which gives Safpu access to all the players in the 32 clubs in the PSL and also the Glad Africa Championship. And speaking at this uh, historical announcement today, the chairman of the PSL said that the main aim here uh, is to help improve the working conditions of professional footballers uh, that are in the country and also to shed a bit of uh, uh, insight in terms of that. Let me welcome the president, Tulakhanyo Khaushiba. Good evening and welcome to MSW. Good evening, good evening, Rob, and good evening to the listeners of MSW. You can tell you've been at press conferences from this morning. You don't know what's <laughs> evening and what's morning. <laughs> it's been a long time, but uh, thank good you. Evening. Thank good you for <laughs> for taking time though to pop around and shed some light with that. Together with Nuntangla Shabalala, uh, the South Secretary General. Good to see you, Mshang. Good evening to you and the listeners of MSW. All right. I've, I've tried to break it down, though, in a nutshell. We, we've always talked about this. I think uh, we almost had fights to say, why aren't you guys going to have a, a recognition agreement with the Premier Soccer League? We've seen this at the inception of the union back in those days where Trevor Phillips was still around as the CEO of the league. And here we are in November of 2019. Something happens. What, what's given here? No, absolutely, Robert. We... Uh, over the moon we're very happy that finally this has happened but you would also recall that i mean this journey started in 2002 uh, where we signed all the recognition agreement uh, in 2012 we went into a cba but of course uh, there were quite a number of things that we needed to iron out but we mm-hmm. sat with the league and we spoke we said look i mean one thing that's common you know is that all of us we want to preserve football and deal with what football is all about but we also, there was an understanding that, uh, I mean, look, all stakeholders, including the footballers, mm. are very important. And footballers uh, are very critical as well in this whole equation. And we sat down, we spoke about all these issues. And uh, look, uh, thank you, I mean, with uh, uh, the league, under the leadership of their chairman, uh, we've had quite a number of meetings. It was not easy, I must say. There were times where we would think like, hey, where are we really going? Is this happening? Is this going to happen or not? I mean, we've been discussing, but uh, I think uh, persistence is uh, what brought us here. The support that we received from the players, renewed mandate. I mean, you'd recall that just in 2017, we went back to Congress and the players said, look, we're behind you. Go back, go and negotiate and let's see what happens and what would come out of it. And I think we started by saying, okay, what are the common goals? What are the common objectives? What is it that we can do together? We're stronger together and so forth. I mean, one of the things that would have also spoken about, Rob, was that if we are divided, we won't be able to deal with issues that affect us, such as tax, yeah. which affect both the employee and the employer. The issues of ICASA, we've spoken about it uh, at some point. We said, I mean, how do we deal with this whole issue of ICASA? Can, can't we see that... Uh, if we are going to keep on going back and forth and fighting each other, we'll be destroying the very same industry that we want to build. What is the most frustrating thing for you? Is that the lack of access to the players? Because now that is one of the things that seems to be uh, opening up as far as this recognition agreement is concerned, is you now being able to go out there and access 
older players without any restrictions. No, no, absolutely, Robert, because you see, you can't claim or purport to be representing people when you hardly meet them and yeah. have a discussion with them, getting to understand exactly what their problems are. Importantly, also giving back the feedback to say this is where we are and stuff and all that. Yeah. And we think these uh, uh, a relationship that we signed today or the agreement, as it were, you know, begins to say it paves the way. Go and discuss with the players, talk to them, mm. but also understand that they are. You've got responsibility towards them. What are their responsibilities in so far as contracts are concerned? What is the co- responsibilities of the clubs as far as the players are concerned? And we are then able to thresh out those issues where we do not agree. We have agreed to say, okay, there's a chamber side. We must sit down and agree to all these issues that we have put out because we put out uh, quite a number of issues. Things like you know your standard contract of the players, your image, right? So insurance that we have been talking about but also to say to the players look you now have a responsibility and a chance Mm. to retire you know uh, comfortably you know because now we have a partnership with the league and we can go back to the league and say look those are the programs that we have we've always had these programs now we want to engage with yourselves on these Mm. particular programs and at policy level how do we then inform and influence policy because without some of these issues being threshed out, we may not be able to mm. really deal with the core issues that we need to. Alright, uh, Bob Shabadala, as much as I hear what the President is saying, I still always get <coughs> concerned you know, with, with that life that he talks about of living comfortably after playing uh, football. Is What about the clubs that still pay these slave wages to players that pay less than 10,000 rand a month? Uh, yeah, Rob. I mean, this this is one of the things that uh, we're looking to improve. I mean, if you've got a CBA that's signed, mm-hmm. it simply means that any issue that we have, we can sit on the table. Let's debate. Let's engage as to what is it that needs to happen. Because remember, in the past, the problem that, was, uh, that we had is that there was no platform to sit and really discuss these issues well. We are recognized by the league and we have a formal relationship that gives us the right to address these type of issues. So it's one of the other things I think the president has highlighted as well, that uh, the standard contract, as it were, mm. there are things that we need to talk about and change them so that it fits or suits the needs of the new CBA that has been drafted and agreed upon. So that's where we are. So we'll be going down, tackling one issue at the time, amending things as we go along to make sure that at mm. least this agreement gives us what we want for the benefit of the game and for the benefit of the players as well. I mean, just furthermore, he spoke about uh, issues like tax and everything that he said. If we are together with the league at some point in these discussions, it will help issues, it will help the players and all of that. I mean, systems when they are put in place, which is what the president normally likes to talk about, he says we are taxed, mm. but uh, we, we, we don't think we like to be taxed. But just because it's a system that is there, you are forced to be taxed at that amount of money that you are taxed. So in terms of investing as well, yeah. if we put system in place for the players, they will have to comply with the systems that are put in place. And this is one of the things that we can sit down with the league and say, this is what we have to do in order to make sure that we secure their lives after football. We force them into saving money. But this is one, two, three, four things mm. that we need to adopt in order to make sure that we make it uh, better for them as well. Rob. But are they paying this tax now? Because th- there was a stage where I knew that clubs, if they're paying you as Untlantla Shabalala 50k a month, it would be just here as 50k and usually in cash so that you had no relationship with SARS whatsoever until SARS catches up to you many years later when you've chowed the money, so to speak. And there's no going back to saying, here's a paper trail because there is no paper trail. You were earning, but then it wasn't reflecting anyway. 
Are they paying this tax now, from your knowledge? In the, in the 21st century, Rob, that's what we'd expect is happening. I mean, we've had uh, a few incidences of uh, where players were paid cash. Mm. I think there were implications with those clubs. I mean, I think they paid their price as far as tax goes. But we also want players about these things because it always looks good and better when you get all your money because there's nothing else that you have to do, which is, speaks to the issues of systems. Right. Now that they would have escaped that route and it's upon, it's on their, uh, it, it depends on them whether they want to do it or not. It becomes very difficult. So with the way it is, tax must be complied with, players must pay tax, clubs must deduct that money and they must go to SARS. They must take the responsibility, which is one of the things we'll be engaging and teaching them. Because Rob, remember, the relationship means that we are going to have more time with the players now in comparison to how things would have been in the past because sometimes we'd go to a team and we'd get 20 minutes with the clubs now if you have 20 minutes with the players the information is overwhelming and you want to make them aware of safpo important issues and also to recruit it was mm. just almost impossible but now with the fact that we are allowed at least two meetings a season where we would go at the in the pre-season time and any other time where we give team sufficient notice it means they can allocate enough time where we can sit and talk to them about these type of issues about the text mm. how to file how to check and make sure that they don't get caught up somewhere in the future, including the investments where they will get to understand more wh- how does it work and what is it that you need to do as a player, you know, in mm. dealing with these things, education and all other things that we have and talk about at South Pole. I mean, just to add a little bit, I mean, just uh, last month, mm. we went and visited players in KZR and I won't mention the team. Uh, players heard about Safpu for the first time but this is their second season in the league. It just shows you how the impact, how negative the impact if the when PSL. these doors are closed. Yes, they didn't know. A, a PSL they team. were not aware of SAFPO in their own space because Is this uh, a PSL team? It's a PSL team. But and they are new. They are fairly new into it. Into so the every second season. season yeah. uh, uh, so every season. Well, you don't if, have to tell us. You've told us already. Yes, every season yeah. if we have an opportunity. It, it hmm. becomes better because we can educate even those that are there because they hear about SAFPO from their teammates but they don't really get to hear much of the issues uh, as to what is it that's happening and what is it that we exist for as an organization so this for us yeah. means everybody gets an opportunity to learn and know and make informed decisions because we've done our research we've put in the work it's up to them now because mm. the issue again and and i'm glad you make mention of that i was going to ask what is so different now from the clubs that they can open up their doors to you um and in answering that maybe let's include the issue of insurance because the issue of in- insurance has been a major factor We've seen players passing away, whether it's car accidents and, you know, families and and those dependents that are left behind don't have access to whatever it was. And at times, people, whether it's clubs or administrators, get to benefit out of a death of a football player because they didn't even know that they were insured in a certain way. And yet they leave millions and millions behind, but their families don't benefit. Right. You're quite correct. I think one of the things that... uh the SG mentions here, uh, in so many words, is the issue of club licensing. And I think club licensing, you know, play, uh, clubs must, uh, of course, comply. But part of club licensing is that we must assist to professionalize both the clubs as well as the players, knowing our responsibilities and so forth. And I must say that with the CBA that we signed today, we had a number of issues uh, we've got what we call schedules uh, of into that uh, uh, contract, but one schedule, uh, one schedule D, I think, 
talks about all the issues that we need to talk about. That issue that you are mentioning, issue of insurance, does appear there. And the, the, the league has considered to say, yes, it is important that we must have a discussion around this issue. Let us see how we tackle uh, this particular matter and going forward. Because one of, the part, one of the things that we want to do and deal with is that once we would have heard from the league, you know, in terms of how they are... Uh, a policy or insurance works, we should then be able also to go to the players and encourage them to take an added one or two added policies with regards to what you know is not necessarily covered in terms of that. And we believe that through these uh, CBA, but of course it's not just going to take the signing of the CBA. It must take, uh, of course, the uh, a good faith from both parties, SAFPU, from the league, and everybody else to say, we want to work together and this is that. But for the, uh, so far, we don't have a reason to doubt that we won't be able to get into that particular space where we're going to discuss all these issues. Mm-hmm. So in, in a nutshell is that we have agreed there's a list of uh, issues that must be discussed, insurance included, the issues of uh, uh, retirement of the players and so forth, the uh, issues of the standard con- players' contract to say, how do we then deal with this? But we believe that within two uh, months from now, we would have had at least our first meeting where we can sit down and say, these are the issues, let's stretch them out and agree in terms of that. Because everybody wants to contribute and yeah. we must contribute you know, to the betterment of the players. Because at the end of the day, it will be pointless to have a a brand you know, that uh, you know, it's... Uh, it, it, it's worth millions and millions, but at the end of the day, you have players who are going to retire into poverty. But mm-hmm. players as well, they will have the responsibility to say, these are our responsibilities, and maybe they make our lives much better to say, the players have done their part. Now it's time that the employer has to do what they need to do. Now, the a player, very quickly, gentlemen, because of time, a player that's listening to the show is not a member of the union, uh, but would like to benefit from either the knowledge or benefit from either signing up or whatever does he have to now sign up officially so that he can benefit from this recognition agreement for example that you have with the PSL because what if he's not a member what what are you saying to that player who's listening right now and and they're saying to themselves hey but I'm not a member of the union okay what are the options Rob here's the plan Part of those issues that I just mentioned that we have them, uh-huh. we've got what we call agency and close shop, all right? Now, an agency shop to say, okay, as the union, you know, you negotiating collectively for everybody else. And when negotiate collectively, they, by extension, whether they are members or not members, they are then benefiting. Okay, that's the other option. Of course, because of this, we are going to have to sit down and say, what would be best? Is it close shop or is it an agency shop? But to the extent that they are not members at this particular point, they're free to call the office, of course, to say we're not yet members. But of course, because we'll be doing the rounds as well, we'll be going to these players and talking to them. And I must say, a lot of players have been calling us today you know, saying, look, we are very happy with what uh, you have done. We are very happy with the work that you guys are doing. And uh, we pledge our support, you know, and we are willing to work with yourselves. And we believe that the, we are in the right direction and the players themselves. Mm. You know, uh, like Shaba was saying, once we meet up with the players, you know, they want to belong to the organization. And we would want this organization, in actual fact, to represent every uh, footballer in this particular country as professional players and of course the amateur players because at some point there are issues at the amateur level where they are struggling and suffering you know when it comes to issues of clearances and so forth 
But this education that we want to take through, we must carry it down all the way down there so that they get to understand. Before they even play mm-hmm. professional football, they must know that there's this organization that represents the players and these are the benefits that comes with it. Talk about benefits. Does the PSL help you financially? No, no, absolutely. Absolutely, Robert. Uh, there would be the, the discussions around that particular issue. But yes, indeed, they are uh, supporting us. Mm. And uh, that money to us, we believe that is going to help us. As you know, that we've been having a uh, SAFPU bursary that we've been uh, 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 like it's been SAFPU running that bursary without any assistance. And what we're saying is that we're going to have to increase the budget there. Mm. We want to see journalists out of these uh, uh, education. We want to see people taking legal routes so that they can be able to address issues that they want to. Gone should be the days when we always complain. But these reporters are not uh, reporting you know, objectively or accordingly. There should not be any excuse for anybody or a retired player or a player that's going to retire for them to say, but I could not get into this space. So we'll make it possible for them uh, to be able to get into that particular space. All right. So Wendy Lemdana on Twitter says, SAFPU involvement in day-by-day operations of players could improve transparency and also prevent exploitation of vulnerable players. Now, this initiative should go uh, beyond the field of play and assist, guide those in need uh, for reviving their lifestyles in a good way. So lots of positive reaction uh, that is coming through. Um, we, we, we'll be back. Eh? We'll be back with it soon, guys. Please. Let's come back. Let's lay this out. There are a couple of examples from players' perspectives that I really want us to panel beat uh, so that we get practicalities going. I know you guys are very proactive uh, gentlemen uh, that work around the clock, and I'm glad that this has happened today. We will still put pressure on you, as we did from day one. Accountability begins at all stages, so we don't just provide the microphones for speaking, uh, but we want that accountability (laughs) to come back. So thank you so much, President. Thank you so much, SG, for coming through. No, no, thank you, Robs. This you. was just to say, Sianbongel, and the nation is listening and anticipating positive things. Uh, thank, thank you, Rod, for supporting and allowing us to air our views as well. As always. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Bob. All right.